welcome back to the Completely Fucking Clueless podcast. We are so excited to be talking to Grant Sykes today. Grant, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my God. Hi. Um, th- no, thank you guys for inviting me. I'm so excited and I just feel like we've known each other forever and I'm glad to finally talk. We're so psyched to have you. <laughs> Get out of here. I've been I, holding on to that I, one. <laughs> oh my God. That's so cool. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. That was so corny. Thank you. Anyways, I told you this before, before we started recording, but seriously, like I will never forget when you first popped up on my FYP back in August and then when you followed us and, you know, you've been commenting and supporting us along the way and it's just like so appreciated. So we're just so excited to chat and get to know you more. Oh, well, no, thank you. And that was like such a blur. So So I know I can't wait to get into it and hear everything that you experienced back in August. But before we go to Rush and all this TikTok fame that you have accumulated over the last couple months, I'm curious, like where, like, tell us about where you grow, where you grew up and like what younger Grant was like. So I'm originally from Coleman, Alabama. I'm like born and raised in the South and Grant, baby Grant was a little shit. (laughs) I mean, I still am, but I mean, I was like the typical hellion. I mean, I did it all from having flowers slinging it across a room and then getting like soda, doing that so it sticks. (laughs) I was like that child. And like, it's just so weird to look back. Yeah. Were you into like makeup and stuff as a kid? Because I know that's something that you like love right now. I know I have like zero makeup on right now, but no, you look amazing. um, I never was interested. I mean, I was interested in makeup, but I knew that I was never allowed to look, you know, I would never do it. Um, And then it wasn't until James Charles that I was like, oh my God, wait. that I was like wait oh my god sister James is doing this I might be able to do this one day not right now yeah, and then yeah. it was Manny MUA posted like how he came out and like how that happened and then I was like oh my god I'm gonna start wearing makeup so then I just started like going down that path and I would do my makeup with my mom's old makeup that she didn't use anymore in the back bathroom yeah. and so it was like expired like crusty as mm-hmm. fuck and like I'm in the back like bl- I look I, I gotta share those pictures one day I will you send do. you pictures put them up or whatever because it's so cringed and like my eyebrows are so just like raunchy <laughs> just like living the vibes I recently finally just got rid of all the brushes that when I first started with like using makeup I stole from my mom and I think yeah. she probably got those brushes before I was born <laughs> meaning those brushes are like 30 years old yeah. so it was oh, yeah. probably time for them to be thrown out oh no we didn't use I didn't use we didn't have brushes in the back bathroom it was <laughs> like the little compacts with those like orange sponges that like had like pound. Mm-hmm. yeah that was what we used and I thought I was a shit back then I really did <laughs> I mean, your makeup is like so great. Like you're so skilled at it. So I feel like you must have had like a natural talent for it. Looking back at when I first started makeup and the pictures, I've come a long ways. I would, you know, at 12 o'clock at night, do a full face, take a picture, practice, watch YouTube videos, just practice, practice and practice. 
And so I've learned techniques and I've just learned now because I went, I went through phases of like, I want full coverage, like fake as hell look. I like yeah. that. And now I'm in more of like a dewy blush, pink, bronzy look, no really foundation, just like more natural, but 100%. Oh my God, yeah. A hundred percent. And growing up in the South, you know, we went to school in North Carolina and we both right. grew up in the Northeast. So, you know, when we went back down to the South, like, you know, it was a lot different, a big culture shock. And for you, how did you feel growing up in the South, especially knowing or, you know, feeling things with your gender and sexuality? Um, so I talked about this in my insider um, article, but I remember in first grade, Mm -hmm. I was on the football field and somebody was saying something and they were, they were like, oh my God, that weirdo is like so gay. And I was like, what the hell did that bitch say to me? And I I didn't even really know what it meant at the time. I was just like little Grant. And I knew, I knew though that I didn't want to be called that because I knew it was something bad. And so I literally remember standing on the football field being like, oh shit, I do not want to be called whatever the hell gay means. So I guess I'm going to be like the opposite of that. And so I just was like, well, what are they doing? And so I tried to like mimic them. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it's definitely been hard as being somebody that's not traditionally, you know, heterosexual or, you know, your typical Southern. Um, And I've just had kind of learned to cut my losses and be myself no matter what. And, you know, especially growing up in public school, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to do this and all that. And the main thing that made me, I know I'm rambling. No, (laughs) no, please. That's all we do. That's the main thing that showed me that law was what I was made for was when I realized that nobody will stand up for your kid better than you will. And Mm. so I, and like my mom, whether it was, you know, teachers being total assholes to me, you know, trying to fail me or like put, put me in the back of the classroom facing the wall, even, you know, and nothing would have been done if my mom hadn't have stood up for me. And like, I wanted to be that person for people that don't have a family that support system, you know, or whatever that may be. And so that really was the main reason I'm in the law outlook now. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like here, fuck it, you know, (laughs) whatever. We're trying. I know it is truly like such a blessing to have like a supportive family. You know, I feel like we've, you know, come from both come from families that my family's really gay <laughs> really gay to the point in which like Love. I tell people my like number one controversial opinion I think that there's a genetic component to being gay because my family's really gay <laughs> and my dad's side of the family is oh Jehovah's Witness so <laughs> it's not like they're being told like being gay is a good thing they're being told like I, don't be yeah. gay and they're still coming yeah. out really gay like, what is what's going on it's in the genes <laughs> something's <laughs> in the water baby <laughs> And when did you come out to your family and what was that like for you? So I just recently talked about this on TikTok, my like coming out story. Um, But I don't really remember the exact time that I came out to my mom as gay. Yeah. But when I was really little, jazz 
who was really popular on YouTube. Mm. I don't remember what channel it was on, but she was trans and it was like a, oh my God, this is new, trendy, everyone's watching it, judging. And so I watched it and I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like I relate to her or whoever this person is. Like, I, I didn't even know what that meant at the time. And yeah. so I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm like trans. And she was like, what? Like, that was so random. Okay. You know, and she was really, I was so young and I was like, I want to do all these things. Like, whatever this, like, what does this mean? And mm-hmm. I remember her telling me, she was like, you're really young right now. And if you still feel that way in a few years, we'll have that conversation. But I want to make sure that you're on the right page because you're so young. And I was really young. Like, I want to say under 10. I was like maybe seven. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't really know. But, and then, um, you know, I kind of just forgot about it and was like, okay, whatever. Um, And then I was watching a a YouTube video and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to tell my mom I'm queer. Yeah. (laughs) The house. And (laughs) I told her, and it was like a total shock because she was like, she had no idea. And I was like, mom, how the fuck did you not know? Like, Like, please. Everyone, everyone else was like, oh baby, we knew, we knew. So it was like a really shock for her. And my dad, I never told my dad. I still have not had that conversation with my dad about being gay. Yeah. And because my mom and dad are divorced. And Got so it. it was easy not to like have that. And I lived with my mom. And so it was easier. But yeah. Yeah, I get it. I feel like I, you know, I started experimenting at a really young age. I went to an all girls sleepaway camp and that's where I ended up having my first kiss and it was not with a boy. And so I remember like sort of feeling at that age, like, I don't want to define who I am because like, I'm literally 12 years old. Like, I don't know who I am, but you know, just like in your story, it ends up circling back around and, you know, find yourself. I still don't know all the answers. Hell, I talk to 50 year olds and they're like, you really never know it all. I mean, it's a right. constant like journey, whatever it may be, whether it's with your education, your work, your personal, it's all, all of it's like a progress. And people are like, oh my God, what? You're like trans this week. What are you next week? I'm like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> whatever. People just love to put everyone in boxes. Like my yeah. biggest, pet peeve. biggest, biggest pet peeve. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, let's see. So now, like getting to know younger Grant. So, yes. like, tell us how did you get to you like University of Alabama? Like, did was that your first choice of school? Did you always know you wanted to go there? Like, give us the rundown. So I hate school. I still hate school. I don't really know anyone <laughs> that loves school. To be honest, yeah. like, who likes paying a shit ton of money to go to class and then tell you to do work that you do at home. Anyways, whole nother topic. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, so I did, I was not going to go to college up until eighth grade. Um, and and in middle school was when I started having, you know, cause I was like starting to express myself and be more feminine and people were catching on and questioning and, you know, implicit biases and stuff. I I was starting to feel those really, um, from administration, other students. And I, was like, oh shit, what the hell are these people trying to do to me right now? Like, this is not okay. And then I watched How to Get Away with Murder. 
Annalise Keating really did it for me, honey. I was like, this is my future. I'm going to be her. I'm going to be teaching a class. Like, this is it. And so it made me explore education over the summer of going into eighth grade. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get serious about school and pursue this, you know, whatever that entails. Yeah. And it's just led me down this path of education. And my grandma is a, my, my whole family's huge Alabama. The South is huge for football. Yes. Mega. Like you're either Alabama, Auburn, or you're an effing loser. <laughs> I mean, well, depending on what side you're on, Auburn, you know, ill Alabama <laughs> gay, maybe. But, um, and so my grandma was a huge fan and it was always talked about. And then when my brother was going to college, he transferred to here. Oh, and okay, I was cool. like, oh, well, so it's easy to come close versus going to New York, California. I I, I was really nervous about moving away from home as it is because I struggle. Like I, I'm not independent fully. Yeah. And I kind of felt like I live with my brother mm-hmm. and it was just easier. And so I was like, oh, per. And I did fast track in 10th grade. So I left high school in 10th grade. And wow. um, last year, thank God, high school is not my shit. The people weren't, I didn't like them. No. <laughs> and I was I immediately, I was like, oh, wait, I can leave this hellhole. Get me out of here. <laughs> and so I ended up doing dual enrollment graduated college before I did high school where are all these other bitches at period nowhere (laughs) (laughs) I was just like over it at that point because everyone had told me literally I had teachers tell me I'm a complete waste of air air and I was like oh my god I might be but bitch you're not gonna tell me that <laughs> and I just was like, it, it made me more motivated. And, you know, cause I, I fully came out in 10th grade and started wearing makeup. Okay. And so 10th grade was really hard yeah. because well, obviously people were, they knew it, but once they knew it, it was like the, the green light to be totally fucking assholes mm-hmm. and push their religion. I mean, I had families hold religion, religious, like prayer groups for me. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I lost like all my friends and I really learned a lot about, I learned a lot of lessons um, about friendships and the people that are genuine and what that really means in people. And I I really wouldn't have it any other way. I'm glad all those things happened to me because I wouldn't be here. A hundred percent. I mean, look at you now. Period. Period. That's amazing. Okay. So did you, I, cause I read, you know, all your articles, I read your insider article, which was amazing. So did you start, um, at Bama the year before you rushed? Uh, yes. So okay. I did dual enrollment, like I said, and oh, okay, okay. it's kind of like AP classes, you get college credit Mm-hmm. And then there's okay, an okay, option okay. for you not to go to high school at all. And you just fully go to college and okay, you graduate cool, cool, cool. with an associate's degree. So um, I was a transfer because my credits. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So tell us, like, did you like always want to rush when you knew you were going to go to Bama or like, why did you decide to go through the rush process? 
I didn't even really know about the Greek system. I, yeah. I know it's huge here, but um, really wasn't aware of it. And I had no intentions of rushing. Um, and then when I got here, I, right after I got here, I was like, oh my God, that would be so cool if like I was able to be a part of that. I mean, I know yeah. I'll never be able to, but I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And then it like led me down, like it was in the back of my head then. Mm-hmm. And then I started asking friends. I was like, well, am I able to rush? And they were like, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, what does that mean, bitch? Like, be for real. BFFR <laughs> right now. <laughs> Don't be shady. And be for real. Yeah. It, then my grandma passed away. And then like, I was like, oh my God, like all my friends were in Greek life. And it was kind of this, it's a huge separation. Some people will argue that it's not, but it really is. It really is. Yeah. And they're called needs, um, GD independence. Um, and it was, they would go to their date parties and I would come home yeah. because I wasn't a part of that. I wasn't in a fraternity. I wasn't in a sorority. So it just kind of sucked to be honest. Yeah, I feel you like, you know, in North Carolina, it's the same deal. Like I, we went to Elon University, like Greek oh. life is huge there because we were in a very specialized degree. We were literally talking about this before. Like we were lucky we had like our own little like sorority, basically, because our program yeah. was not more than 100 people. What I've said since people were asking if I was going to rush and I still say it. I've said it multiple times today. I was already in one cult. Why did I need to join a second one? And that was why I didn't rush. And have to pay for it. Yeah, I was already I paying. A lot. A lot. No, it's a lot. I did go through the rush process at I don't Elon. Want that badly. Yeah, I tried it out and it was it was tough going through rush. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you. I obviously want to get into your experience, but you know, going through that process like I had all of these things and expectations in my mind, like going into it. I was like, oh, this is the type of person I am. And like, this is what the sorority like that I think based on who I think I am, like I should be. And then when I didn't get into those sororities, it was heart crushing. Like it was just like, and then also like, there's this whole, like these sororities are like the good ones. And then these ones are the bad ones. Bad ones. Yes. And like the one I got into it, it was like, like technically like in the middle, but because it wasn't like one of the best ones, like I felt super insecure about myself, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, it's a very interesting process. And then, I mean, it's so funny because in my experience, I went through it. I, you know, got a bid, made it through bid day. And I was like, I don't know if I can continue on. I decided to, you know, at least try like the, like, I think right. like a six week, like process. Um, and I got a big and her name's Kelsey, shout out Kelsey. Um, and I didn't end up initiating into the sorority because I was like, I don't have time for this. I'm not enjoying this. Like, I'm not going to make my parents like no. help me pay for this. <laughs> but my big Kelsey, um, after we both graduated from college, she came out and she's lesbian. And so I'm like, we were meant to find each other because her coming out helped me end up coming out. So I'm like, at least there was some good in it. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us all about the rush process at Bama. Obviously we get a look into it on TikTok, but I'm assuming there is so much that went on in your process that we did not see. Yeah. Um, so 
like I was saying, I had no idea before that Rush was even a thing. And um, <clears throat> there was a season one. Had no idea. Yeah. Um, even going into Rush season two, I didn't even know there was a season one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so I was over winter um, really getting serious. And I was like, well, if I did want to rush, like, what does that mean? Am I allowed to? And then I started Googling it. And then it was like every single, it was so much conflicting information. One page would be like, oh my God, you can, we love you. One was like, "Mm, no, but we do because we don't want, we don't want to get sued. I was like, oh, okay, per love that. (laughs) Um, but for sororities and fraternities and I, well, I don't know about fraternities. Well, yeah they are exempt from title nine. And so they have full discretion on making their own policies on what they define as a requirement for admission on sex, yeah. gender identity, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, and so over winter, I started messaging friends that I was interested about rushing and could they talk to some of their higher ups, like the president. And they were like, oh my God, Slay, we love you. Yes, I'll get back with you. Long story short, I never heard from them. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then my grandma passed away earlier this year. And I started branching out. And a lot, I had a lot more friends in Greek life, some sororities. And it just made me realize that I wanted a community that I could go to date parties, events, and have all of these friends to do this with and this with and go get her nails done. Because for me, it was go to class, go home. Yeah. Go to class, go home, eat with at the Ferg or the student center is what it's called now. Um, and then leave and they go do their thing. And then uh, I started talking about it and then word got out that I was interested in rushing. Mm. So yik yak. I don't know if you girls are familiar with that. No, what's you know what I'm talking about? It's it's apparently old, but yeah, it was a thing when I was in high school, which yeah wasn't that long ago, but it was like popular in the beginning of me being in high school, like 2013, 2014. I feel like I know that name. I'm just like I I don't know. It was like anonymous post whatever, and like things get upvoted and downvoted, and it's based on the mad shit about people, and yeah, it's out there. Um, now it's a little they've you know monitor you know refrained it or whatever so now you can report like names and stuff and they might take it down but so I I went viral on that and people were like flipping out they were like Grant's rushing what like wow and and I had people tell me like you'll never be in my sorority like who that fuck do you think you are you're a man like that is like that's like poor and I was like what the hell uh okay and so I I submitted my, I was so on edge of submitting my application. Um, and I was, it was the day of like an hour before the deadline cutoff that you could even submit it. And so I submitted it <clears throat> and everyone up to that point was like, is Grant rushing? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to ask him or like this or what, like, this is weird. We're in like a weird little situation because I don't want to get sued if I see, you know, and it was just really weird. And then everyone didn't know if I was so it was like this huge conversation on yik yak and it kind of snowballed into rush um and in chapters um 
all of my friends, I was talking to them even during rush, which we're not supposed to do. Um, and they were doing what's called dirty bidding, dirty rushing me. Yes. So I had friends in FIMU, for instance, because I really wanted FIMU. Okay, Um, cool. Execs in FIMU being like, oh my God, Grant, we love you. Um, Don't worry, just rush. I know it's, you know, a lot to take in, but we already know we're going to give you a bid. And so at that point, I was already second guessing, like, do I want to do this? Because like people I know are going to be like, that's stupid. Grant wants to rush. But like these people that have, you know, authority in these organizations are saying they're going to let me be a part of it. And we're really going to change the times and be amazing and have fun. And we're going to slay and go to all these things and events. And my life is going to be like all fun and what it should be. And I'm going to get drunk every night. (laughs) And um, it ended up not turning out to that. And it just kind of sucked. And then, you know, it kind of all happened with Rush. Yeah. And so when you started your, you know, like the rounds in the process, why did you decide to start posting on TikTok? Did you like, had you find like finally found out about like the, the kind of like season one trend and you're like, I want to be a part of that. Um, so I spent the night with one of my friends, Brie, who also rushed with me. She was an upperclassman. Um, she wasn't a freshman. And so, and I had no, I worked with her. I used to work at Ulta Weather. And um, so I was like, oh, well, this is easy. I know her. So I spent the night at her house. And because um, she lived right beside where it was, it was walking distance. And it was the morning of convocation. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like going to vlog this for just me. Like, I'm not going to post it or anything. And um, we were walking out the door and I don't remember whose video I seen, saw, um, but I don't know if it was Kylan's or someone else's, but it was an OOTD from Bama Rush. And I was like, oh my God, I look hot as hell right now in my little Lulu skirt. I'm going to post one of these and whatever. So I filmed it first try. I did. I literally was like, I'm posting it. Don't really care. Uh, and my notifications were turned off. So I, I didn't know all this was happening. And I went on through the day. <clears throat> and then I, I got people texting me. What the hell is going on, Grant? Like, oh you're like on TikTok. And I was like, what do you mean? So I look and it had, it had several hundred thousands of views. And it was just insane. I didn't even, I didn't even know there was a season one during that. It took me several days to figure out that it was a a really big thing last year. And that's why so much attention this year. And now you have a man rushing. It's like, holy shit, the game has changed. This no, literally, crazy. that is exactly what I thought when I saw your first TikTok. Yeah. I was like, I was like, though, it's like about damn time. I'm like, of course, this should be happening. Like, yeah. we are at this point, I think, where like this should be real and it should happen. Yeah. And so when I saw it, I was like, of course, this is happening. And like, obviously followed, you know, your story. So yeah, but I'm curious. So obviously, you know, you talked about Five You and those connections that you had in it during right. the rush process with the other sororities. You know, I back and track a little bit, but I know that you know before the first day even happened, you know, you had only gotten like passed to two houses out of like the almost 20 yeah. houses so when you did get to go to those two houses did you feel that that environment felt inclusive or felt mm. welcoming of you or were did the vibes feel off 
Um, so let's backtrack to make this. Okay, so the the recruitment, primary recruitment, the application is you submit a video. Okay. And it's kind of, you know, basically what they do with that over the summer, they watch videos of girls or, you know, whoever, and they decide if they're interested in this person before they even meet them. They started it during COVID and they realized that it's easier to do it that way versus you going to every single house yeah. talking to them. Like it's just, it's, it is easier, yeah. but they have used it to get rid of, you know, bigger girls um, or girls that are not white, wealthy. You can tell if they're in a trailer, you can tell if they have Hermes on. Um, <clears throat> and so over the summer, they, when I officially submitted my application and my video, you have to get a resume together. It's a whole thing. You have to pay a fee. They had decided all of them, except two that they didn't even want to talk to me. Wow. And so I did, I wasn't aware of this until day two. Um, and so it was a complete shock when I found out, cause in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, this is challenging, like the status quo of like what a typical rush is. And there is a, a chance that I will not get a bid or anything. But I was like, I mean, damn, I'm not a PR major, but at least you got to talk to me to not look bad. I mean, and then <clears throat> when I went to these houses, it was, I mean, I expected it. And I had a lot of friends who are African-American. They were like, expect this when you go through the process. Mm. They're going to bring up you being gay. They're going to bring up you being a man. And I was like, okay. And I already knew before that I would probably be put with the lesbians or, you know, people that were like me or the president even. And so, for instance, in one of the houses that I went to, the whole group that I was with was lesbian. And that's all we talked about. Wow. And it was just like, my friends were like, that's the same thing that happened to me. It was like, oh, the one black girl, you're going to put it with the one black girl in your chapter. It's like, come on now. Really? Like, okay. And it, at the time I was like, oh, well, this is great. Like, I'm literally going to get a bit. This conversation went amazing. I spoke to the president. I met everyone. They were so sweet. Looking back, obviously, they're not going to be mean for legal reasons, you know. Right. So, you know, it just kind of sucked the environment, especially looking back on certain things that were talked about. Like, it was more about who I identified as versus who I really was because in my application papers, I didn't mention me being, you know, non-conforming or anything. I didn't bring up my sexuality even. And so I think it threw them off when they were like, Oh shit, how are we going to bring this up now? Because we got to talk about it, honey. Like we got to talk about it because people thought that I was like a parody of season one. They was like, Oh my God this person's like actually not rushing. No way. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's oh. this person on TikTok that does like the parodies of like, hi, my name's blah, blah, blah. I go to, you know, yeah. University or whatever. And so people are like, this is like that, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, like 
people literally think I'm a joke. <laughs> like, fuck. That's crazy. And did like, you know, because it had blown up on TikTok like the year before, were there like certain restrictions in place for you guys? Or like, did it feel like people were more on edge because they knew that like basically the whole world is watching? Yes. So it took one day for me to figure all this out because um, I had noticed prior going leading up to rush, especially after I submitted my, you know, official application and I, it was like in the books and I got my number and everything that all of these random people were looking at my page on Instagram. Like I would post something on my story and like 5,000 people would see it. And that's at the time I was like, Oh my God, I'm like famous over here. Slay. Like <laughs> for all these people. And I was like, Oh, well like they're in this sorority or they're at like nationals or they're like at different universities and then it, it took me a while to figure out like oh it's got out like this you know it's got out like I'm rushing and um after day one uh well during day one like I said I didn't have my notifications turned right. on for TikTok so I didn't really know all this was happening and so we went to have lunch and one of my friends texted me and was like I just saved your ass. You're going to thank me later. And I was like, oh my God, what? Because I was so fucking naive. I thought, oh my God, like, you know, this would never happen. You know, people, I'm going to get a bit, even for optics, even, you know, whatever. Um, and she texted me that. And I was like, I called her immediately. I like, we were walking out and I was like, what? What the fuck is going on? Like, why? Because I went to high school with her. And she said, I just got like called and messaged by like all these people and chapters and like that are like presidents of these, you know, like um, sororities at Bama who wanted to know like if you were, if you used like the men's restroom in high school or if you dated girls or if you were sexual, what was your orientation? Was I gay? And she was like, I, you know, like, we didn't really talk about that, but I was like, slay, she's a girl, like, I don't, I see what you're trying to do here, but fuck you, like, no, we're not gonna do that, and so I was like, oh my god, oh, okay, like, they're, they're, they're digging, yeah, and it's day one, so then I was like, damn, it's day one, they're digging in that, so I know they, you know, went through this already, and so then it made me, like, start learning like all the processes and like all the things we're not supposed to say. And we had a meeting. We all come together, all the people doing rush yeah. in this huge room. And I vlogged it. <laughs> it's like, it's the one that's like very first video on my um, TikTok or maybe second. And it's like this huge room of people and it's like panhellenic, whatever. And we go in there and they talk about things and we get a Rokai. And our Rokai's was like, don't talk to the media. If you do uh -huh. talk to the media, you know, basically you'll get dropped. It's kind of an unspoken thing. It's not like a rule, but it's trashy. And that means you don't believe in the process and don't do it because you'll get dropped. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was scared shitless because I was like, oh my God, they're already calling my fucking high people I went to high school with. Oh I'm gosh. not going to talk to the media. Yeah. So it was, it was insane. And That's by day two, like, um, by the end of the day, uh, like the New York Times had reached out. 
uh, HBO Max had reached out. All of these, yeah. I know, uh, well, I know the the room of all those rumors about them like trying yes, to do a documentary. <laughs> all of these news agencies and pe- people, whether it was from Time, um, TMZ, E News, I was like, oh my god, I can't talk to you guys because. I will get dropped. I'm happy to talk later, but like, I don't even want to talk to you guys because this is like, I don't want to risk it because I'm already on edge. And then it started, people, you know, were like, oh my God, Grant's like the, the narc for the documentary. And I was like, you really think out of everyone, I would, they would pick me. You would like, no, they're going to pick the least, you know, controversial person ever. So it was just crazy. It was crazy. I mean, the Daily Mail showed up to my family's house. Yeah. I was followed. People were taking pictures of me. Insane. And so, you know, you have this like media frenzy happening about around you and your story. And then, you know, you're also going through this very deeply emotional process. And unfortunately, you don't end up getting a bid. Like, walk us through like how, you know, the rush process ended for you. How were you feeling after all of that was going on for you? Oh my God, my literal hair. I, sorry, guys. I look horrible. No, no. I don't know. See, we got to talk about my hair too. I mean, in a sec. Um, <laughs> so rush in general is very emotionally just a shit show. Oh, yes. I... Basically the easiest way to put it, especially Literally. at UA. And um, they even like put the dorms on suicide watch. Because, like, in the past, there have been people try to commit suicide because they don't get a bid or, like, whatever that may be. They get dropped from FIMU and they they know in their heart that they are FIMU. And so it's, like, this crazy thing. And I I was going in through this. I was, like, I'm at least going to get one. Or, you know, I have all of these people bid promising me, telling me that, like, I'm going to get a bid. Like, uh, I just need to, like, calm the hell down and just trust the process. And so I was, like, ready to slay. I was, like, slay. And then it was day two. We all go. You go to, like, your tent. You're set up in groups. And I was in, um, I don't remember what group. And um, we get there early as hell, hot as hell. I'm literally dying. And we open up our apps. It's on an app. And you find out who wants you. And it's like, okay, great. I'm going to find out who I got rejected from. So I remember standing there and everyone, um, there was probably like 12 people in my group. And, you know, we were standing there and it was like time to our, our things opened up at a certain time and we were, I rushed to like, see, Oh my God, I got five mirrors data. Like, uh, I'm so happy. Like I already know I did because mm-hmm. they were all telling me that I was. And, uh, I thought that it, there was like an error in this. I thought there was like an error. Like the system was like, Oh, like there's something wrong with it. And I was like, Oh shit. Cause nothing was pulling up and I was like scrolling through. I was like, Oh my God, I don't see anything. Like what? Like something's wrong. Like this isn't like true. So I go to my Rokai and I'm like, Jules, what the fuck is going Like, can you like look at this and tell me like, I don't know. Cause everyone's like looking around. I'm like, what did you get? Did you also get fine? You like, yeah. oh, I love, like, I can't wait to be, you know, Range Rover sisters. And I'm just like, <laughs> give me one second. <laughs> 
hold on, let me go figure this out. And so I go to my um, leader, leader or whatever. And I was like, look at this. And she like, I was like panicking at this time. So I was like, cause everyone was looking at me. Yeah. Everyone was looking at me to see who I got back because if they didn't get, get back Zeta and the man, the boy did, oh, hell no. We're not, we're not going to have none of that now is what was being said. Mm-hmm. And so she looks at it and she was like, Grant, you got two houses back. Oh my God, congratulations. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so then it really set in like, oh, flashback to high school. Yeah. This is how this is going to go. Yeah. And I I almost busted out like crying. And like, I remember I literally got as a hot flash. I I remember blacking out and I was like, this is not true. Like, holy crap. Um, And I, it was so just like, ooh, ew, ew. Yeah. And I feel, especially like, you know, you're with all these people, they're asking you, it almost reminds me of like open auditions for us, yes. and put like a list of people up. And if your name is not on that list and you know, you're in front of all your friends and your peers and there's just this embarrassment. I, yeah. similar to this, not at all a sorority, but, um, so we went both, both went to Elon and when I auditioned at Elon, what they all had us in a holding room at the end of the day, right before they were releasing us. Yeah, because we had all auditioned early, that meant we'd all auditioned early for or submitted early for all the other schools that were also submitting early. And it just was horrible enough timing that as we were all in the room just waiting, they sent out uh, Michigan pre-screens. Michigan is one of the biggest music theater schools. And so everyone in that room got the email of whether or not they passed that pre-screen as we were all just sitting there waiting. And it was really heartbreaking to watch like some people being really excited but then also like watching other people be devastated and having to just keep it together in front of other people yeah it was I, horrible I totally blacked out I mean I literally went tunnel vision and yeah. thought I was gonna pass I was like oh shit now I'm gonna hit the ground like this is gonna be 10 times more embarrassing <laughs> people are gonna be like damn Grant must have got dropped <laughs> So I was sitting there, I was in my head like, oh God, I got to get my shit together. Like people are, everyone's looking at me. I got to tell myself they're not because I got to get it together. Um, It was just, ugh. Well, out of all of this, you know, you have gained a huge following on TikTok, people supporting you, people being there for you. What has it like to been like to gain this like TikTok fame? The internet's just fucking weird, basically. I don't know a better way to put it. I bet. I mean, you're at this level where it's like, you know, all these people know you. And so you're getting hate and love and all of these different things. Yeah. I didn't know how to process it, um, really. And And whether it was hate or people being like, oh, my God, we love you. And then I would check their page and they didn't follow me. And I was like, oh my God, they're just saying that. So they don't like, like I, they really like people really just don't give a fuck basically. Yeah. And so then I started relating it to the sororities and I was like, all of the sororities preached about being diverse. And we, we love having the big girls. We love having the black girls, literally what they would say. And, uh, or the people with disabilities or, whatever that may be 
and we all know what happened. I didn't end up getting, it was a different reality. And so I would, I was like going through that and I was like, oh God. Um, but it was so much to deal with. And I really didn't even deal with it until after rush because I was really rush on its own is a whole issue emotionally. And every single day for me was a, a high and then a mega low. I was like, below you know Mount Everest what is what's the the trench Mariana Trench or whatever I was like fuck wait the Mount Everest is up here it's gotta be down (laughs) (laughs) that's oh my god how am I literally about to graduate college anyways you're good you're good it was just a lot and I didn't even fully process it until after it and I still don't even know what you know what even is social media I think it changes every day yeah it's, it was just really weird. Well, you did get invited to New York Fashion Week, like, very soon after Rush. Can you tell very. us? Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Oh, my God. So, I had heard from Through the Grapevine that Kylan was going to get to go. And I was like, oh, hell no, 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 no. Kylan's <laughs> not about to go to this fucking thing, and I'm not going to. Like, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. And so I was like, especially after I got dropped, I don't think we're going to be having none of that. Um, And so I was just like, okay, waiting. I was waiting for that phone call. Yeah. And then I got it. Uh, um, don't you love when you get the good phone call? <laughs> I, so literally a day after Rush happened, the first day, well, maybe not that early, a few days into it, really early on during Rush, um, a management agency reached out to me. Yeah. One of the biggest ones in the world. Wow. And I, at that time, didn't understand really what even an age, like what, what is that? I, I was, I'm so new to this. I didn't know what that meant. And so um, they reached out to me and was like, we love your content and we want to schedule a meeting and period. And yeah. so I was like, okay, slay. So I got on this meeting and um, I entered a trial period with this agency to see if it was a good fit. Yeah. And because uh, they ha- they preach about, we represent a story, not a number. And mm. so I was like, this is really a good fit and I'm happy. And they kind of helped organize Fashion Week. Um, yes. But I was the one, I actually reached out via email to Alice and Olivia. I literally emailed their like help info line or whatever, because a few girls on their private story were like, oh my God, they posted screenshots of like Alice and Olivia sent them a DM. Like we want to fly you to New York fashion week. And I was like, hold up. Where (laughs) the hell is mine at? I am so getting pissed off right now. FOMO is really kicking in. Oh, this is a reminder. Be a badass and have a good day, mother. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I have to tell myself that, okay? Period. As you should. And as so you should. They, uh, like, somebody on their team reached back out through email and was like, We're so excited. You know, we're going to get in contact. And so I told my manager at that time that they wanted to do this and they know each other. And so it was like, Oh, perfect. Now we can really get this ball going and I'm going to. And, um, 
I got the phone call and I was like shocked because I I had never been on a freaking plane. Wow. <laughs> never been on a plane, never been to New York. I mean, I'd been to Chicago on like Scholars Bowl. But other than that, <laughs> nothing. We drove. It was a horrible drive, but it was insane. What was your insane. favorite part of Fashion Week? Honestly, meeting people. Yeah. Because... I am so new to social media that I remember at the event specifically, and even the day before when I first got into town, I would meet people and we would start talking and it was like, oh my God, like, what's your Instagram? And I would be like, let me look, like, I'll follow you, sure. And I would see a blue check mark and I was like, oh shit, okay, this person's like the president or something. And, um... That was like everyone. I, I literally yeah, tell me, yeah, I'm from Alabama without telling me. No, I feel um, you. We've gone to like things and people will be like, let's follow each other. I'll never forget. We went to this like a makeup um, a, a, a influencer event and there was yes. this girl there and she was like, oh my God, like let's follow each other. And she had like half a million followers on Instagram. And we were like, we hey. went to this podcasting event a couple of weeks ago and everyone was following each other's podcasts. And they all had like thousands of reviews and they were like, when did you start? And we were like, March. <laughs> it was yeah. like, you gotta start somewhere though. You gotta start that's, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have to do your own thing and make it yours, whether it's like, you know, you get inspo or whatever, but like everyone started from somewhere. A hundred percent. And so, you know, since Rush, you know, there was a lot of articles coming out about you and your gender identity. And then, you know, you have come into yourself and your gender identity. How has that been for you the past couple of months? It's been a lot personally um, that I haven't talked on social, you know, about on social media because during Rush specifically and really long before I was questioning like who I was and I didn't really know where I would fit in, but I didn't necessarily put a label on it. I was just Grant and I was a girl, but I wasn't a girl, but I was. And during rush, it got very political. And I was like, Oh, great. We love when it gets politicized and weaponized and whatever. And so all of these articles were like trans woman, um, you know, rightfully gets really rejected or it, like some of them were like, dude gets rejected trying to join a sorority or like whatever it may be. And it caused me to like, be like, oh shit. Oh shit. It really is. <laughs> it's it's there. Yeah. And I remember sitting in one of my classes and I seen saw one of like an article on you know how like on the Google homepage or whatever it'll have like articles I was on that and I was like oh shit okay so I immediately was like Fox News oh my god I love Fox News I'm sure they're great like let me go see what they're saying no I mean I look at you know the article and it, you know, had six figure likes. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this many people support me because I didn't get a bid and it makes me feel better. And then I went to the comments. Wow. I, it didn't take me long to figure out that that was, 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people that didn't like me and actually hated me basically and was happy that I got rejected and wanted me to go back to wherever I came from. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. And so I went after that into a really negative headspace because I hadn't really talked about me, my gender, if I was gay or like whatever that may have been on social media, because everyone knows everyone in Alabama. So it's like, like, if you were to do that, people would literally be like, girl, what the hell are you doing? Like, (laughs) who does she think she is? And so it was, there was no information out there. And it really led me down a path of like, holy crap, like, if I am trans, if I'm, you know, not like, whatever, like, um, this is going to be there forever, no matter what I do in life, people are going to Google, if I get a job, we're trans, Grant, I didn't know you were trans, rejected, what? I, I It freaked me out, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, what is the, like, what does the future look like, whether I change and decide what I am, I'm always going to have this picture that was painted for me, and not by me, mm-hmm. just because I never had talked about it publicly before, you know, all that rash stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that you have, I mean, you started documenting your journey on TikTok, like sort of like how Dylan Mulvaney has done it. And so like writing your own story, how has that felt for yourself? So when I fully like was like, okay, like I'm just gonna be Grant and you know, I am trans. And like, I think a lot I had for myself, I'm from the South Alabama there's really not a lot of trans people that are like open about it. You know, like I couldn't name the first one right now. Right. Still really like I'm, I'm trying to sit here to think. And so I was scared, but I was like, I'm just going to do me. And I had thought that to be trans, you have to go through the full thing. You have to have long hair. You have to have huge breasts that have to be perfect. And you have to have a Kim K ass. And like, girl, if you don't have, you know, a coochie, then you're not trans. And (laughs) all these things. And it made me question like, well, what if I don't want to get this? Or what if I don't want to be on hormones? Oh, then I'm not trans. And so when I finally decided, like, I'm just going to do me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm on social media now. I didn't find friends in a sorority. I actually lost all of them. I don't really fuck with them anymore (laughs) Um, because most of them are fake. And so I was like, I'm just going to do a social media thing. All of these people I've never met, but they will take up for me no matter what. And I like talking. So, I mean, as you can tell, I literally don't (laughs) shut I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> We're the same way. But, uh, so I had seen Dylan or saw whatever um, his journey. Yeah. I think it was in, she was in fashion or she was in New York buying a purse or something. That was the very first video I'd ever seen of her. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I don't really know who this girl is or anything about whoever this person is, um, but cool. And I kept swiping and then I followed and I was like, Oh, like this is cool. And then when I decided to like show my journey, 
Um, I really was inspired by Nikita Dragon. Oh, okay. Um, I, when she first started her transition, um, she did it on YouTube and it was really trendy. Um, and it got a lot of attention and I watched it, whether it was like her getting her facial FFS surgery. Um, and so I pulled all this information and was like, oh my God, I'm gonna like document the days and show my journey. Well, then I decided one of my friends was like, well, you know, why don't you do this like challenge really that Dylan's doing? Like she does like all these different experiences, whether it's going, you know, to buy tampons or whatever it may be, um, you know, silly, but things that I didn't get to experience or I did, but now it's different and share that with the world and really challenge myself to do that. Yeah. So I do that now. Yeah. What is your favorite thing like about your newfound womanhood? Like, do you love nails? I mean, obviously we know you love makeup or nails girls. I mean, mine are crazy right now. I don't even want right now. (laughs) Um, I, it's hard finding things to experience. Like I have a hard time finding things to post about. Yeah. And I don't want to post things that are stupid or people think, or I think are stupid, or I don't want to post this because whatever, or is this controversial? <laughs> I mean, here I go with the tampons, you know, holy crap. But um, I just really have enjoyed like being able to brainstorm and having to like think like, okay, well, what am I going to do for day one or day 30? Let's go do something and have fun and challenge ourselves to whether it's go get our nails done or go buy tampons for our bestie. I I don't really, you know, know, but I have a hard time figuring that out because every single day isn't surgery, lip injections, you know, something like that, that people associate with a transition. So it's like, people are like, great, you look the same you did, you know, 30 days ago. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's a process ladies, like chill. Yeah, It doesn't happen overnight. And so whether I grow my hair out, get nails, you know, have a baby, I'm actually four weeks right now. I'm kidding. (laughs) Her name is Linda. Um, (laughs) But, uh, I, I think it's it's hard because I'm opening up myself to a lot of hate. And mm. at the end of the day, I hate when I see influencers or, you know, people say, I don't care about hate. It really doesn't affect me. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, say what you want. I can take it. No. I, I mean, I have a, I've built up a pretty thick skin and I mean, when I'm going through comments or I see a video and someone's literally telling me to like, I'm like, great. I'm so happy you love me. Like I'm doing great in life. You know, I'm inspiring people to make these horrible things about me. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to do me and it's for me. So I want to be able to look back and be like, that was the first time this bitch bought tampons. Please. That's so 2022. We don't even have those in 2050. Like, you know, like (laughs) I think about like things like that. Like what, what are the times going to be like? in 20 years what am I gonna be in 20 years yeah it was it was crazy to me that tampons were the things people decided to gatekeep it's like I know they were like (laughs) I I I know I saw that I was like what like Like, why is is that the thing that you guys have an issue with like 
What? Yeah. Um, funny thing. Um, so coming up with content and like things to experience, my friend Bridgie, um, we were, she was over here when I was cooking dinner or whatever. And she was like, oh, damn, I feel like I'm about to start my period. And I was like, you like know when you're going to start this thing? Like, okay. She was like, yeah, normally you like break out sometimes. You get hot flat. Like it depends on the person. Yeah. I was like, okay. She's like, I need to go buy tampons. I was like, oh, no, I'll buy them for you. Yeah. I can go. Like, I, I think that'll be fun. Like I can go buy tampons. Weird. Like that is weird for me to go buy tampons maybe, but I've never done that. So that's like a typical thing of like growing up, you get your period and then you learn how you don't want to use a tampon apparently <laughs> um you know when you're 14 or whatever and uh it was, <laughs> I was or however 14. <laughs> yeah some people were like oh I was a lot younger yeah um and I that, I that was like day 12 and uh I didn't I had not seen Dylan's video of day 12 buying tampons right oh my gosh yeah how crazy and uh so I was we were sitting there and I after I posted it I think like two days later is when it kind of started getting a little bit of a a hateful uh, you know opinion and people started stitching me in videos and they were like come on Grant Stop making fun of Dylan, you literal transphobe. Like, you're a fucking, what are you doing right now? Yeah. This is not okay. And I was like, what? I'm like, if I'm, I literally just said I was trans, like, come on now. And then I seen um, somebody say, I saw where somebody made a video and they're like, day 12 of being a girl, Dylan, day 12 of being a girl, Grant, tampons. And I was like, BFFR right now. How did I do this? And how did I not? pre-screen this shit like wow and I just thought it was so funny to be honest like leave it to me to literally fucking copy somebody basically (laughs) on the same day and I was like oh great love that you know it's kind of hard to be like Dylan I don't know who that is like I started this when it's like people side by side are like And then I made a response um, because it started, like, people were making videos on, it was on PragerU, um, and whether it was YouTube, there's this bitch on YouTube that loves to talk about me and stalk me, and she loves to make videos on me because they get high engagement. Mm. Like, I get it, girl, make your coin, make that fucking bag, I know you gotta pay rent, (laughs) Callie, it's expensive, but... Mm, you know you could at least text me first to get your correct information but anyways uh, I was like I need to really address this because I'm sure Dylan has seen this and you know I hadn't heard from her at this moment and so I was like oh no I haven't heard from her she hasn't responded it's been like a week or so she doesn't like it and she's probably upset and thinks that I'm like whatever and so I was like I need to make a video saying like I encourage everyone to do their own day, like a challenge basically. And I love you, Dylan, but you didn't invent this. Like it's been around forever. Like, you know, you're just like one of the first people to really blow up on TikTok. And so I posted that response and it also went viral and she commented and was like, oh my God, babe, like, no, I love you. Keep doing it. I'm here for it. And she was like, I don't even know what I'm doing some days. And I was like, oh my God. 
thank God, because I was getting ready, like, to just accept the fact that Dylan hates me. Like, she's she doesn't like me. You know, whatever. It's just going to be a thing. And um, I'm just going to have to move along. And then she followed me. And I was like, praise. Thank <laughs> you. That's, like, my ticket. Like, thankfully, um, you know, she understands. And so... I just think it brought up a bigger, you know, a question of like people doing personal challenges. Yes, Dylan does days of girlhoods and, you know, whatever that means. And she does all these things and procedures and whatever, but everyone's story is different. And her going and buying tampons was completely different than me. And you go buy tampons it's going to be completely different. And yeah, I did an unboxing. Duh. I wanted to see what that shit looked like. I loved your <laughs> unboxing. It was so funny because it was like, oh, wait, it expands. Like it's just, I didn't, I I was, I, because it. I have seen uh, videos on in uh, YouTube or whatever of people like dunking them in uh, like water yeah, and yeah, yeah. blow up. And I was like, like that does not go up inside you. And Bridget was like, yeah. yeah. And it's mm-hmm. red and you don't want it to be there so it's not even like a pretty red it's like a pretty nasty red yeah, sometimes it's <laughs> like chunky. at the end of the week it's more towards brown like it's not cute 10 yeah. out of 10 wouldn't recommend <laughs> yeah so I was like whatever can't win and I think a funny thing about this whole situation is Tampax actually um has responded to this oh I oh my gosh that is so crazy what is so, Tampax said? um Somebody made a post on Instagram about me being sponsored. Everyone was like, how the actual hell is a man being sponsored, you know, to literally take products away from us that we can't even afford. And like, first off, bitch, if you weren't going to buy it and you couldn't afford it in the first place, honey, I didn't take anything from you. You weren't going to buy it in the first place. Like, I think that's like, logically, let's think about it here. I'm buying it for my friend. I think that's helping it, but whatever. So people were just like so upset that I was buying it and taking it away from them during a shortage. I didn't know there was a shortage. I didn't know there was a shortage. Me either. I I didn't know that. And I was like, but not a tampon shortage. And I Googled it and it said that there was. And my friend was like, bitch, let's stop gatekeeping. Let me Google this. And he was like, I can literally order like 400,000 tampons right now. There's not a shortage. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he was like, when you went, did you have to choose? Were you allowed to buy one? I was like, yeah. He was like, there you go. Like, there are tampons available. You can't be blamed for causing a freaking shortage. So this person made an Instagram post about me being sponsored because it was a huge thing. If you go to the comments on Tampax's Instagram, a lot of them are about me or Dylan, but in general, just men buying tampons yeah, and Tampax sponsoring them and being a part of this delusion and um, agenda. And I thought it was funny. I wish I was sponsored. Like I said, we all going to make that coin. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be sponsored for anything? Like, hello. For sure. Like, for sure. I think that's so like one way, like I, I, you know, money talks. And I think if they were offered a sponsorship, of course they're going to take it anyways. So I just was like, this is like, so not true. Like I, I wasn't sponsored. I'm not even going to address it. I'm just going to move on. Haters are going to hate. And um, so that person posted this thing and they were like, I emailed Tampax and was like, well, why could you, how could you sponsor your grant? Like, this is so unacceptable. 
how could you pay for this? And Tampot, um, Tampax was like, no further comments at this time. And I was like, oh God. So they're, I mean, obviously they're aware of, you know, the video and stuff, but I was on TikTok after that and my TikTok got flagged for being sponsored and they were going to take it down. And I was like, oh God, now the brands like reported it for being sponsored. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff does happen. Yeah. You know, it's really happening right now with like the whole voiceover thing like come pop your pussy at chick-fil-a and pe- yeah. you know chick fil A secretly behind doors like take that fucking video down take off. <laughs> that, that's really how it goes like and so I was like oh god like I don't want Tampax to think about this you know in a bad way so I made that video was like I'm not sponsored but I do think it's funny though that I actually do have a sponsorship now <laughs> not with Tampax with oh, another not with Tampax because I think that like for face and like optics, like they're just gonna stay out of that scene. Sure, at the moment. sure, sure, um, sure. They're kind of in the hot seat. I don't think I know anyone sponsored by Tampax. I'm not sure that I'm in the sponsorship. I, game. I was like, you have to like sponsor people. It's kind of like great value water. Like people just buy it. Like you know, it's yeah. just water. Yeah, like, like I don't like people <laughs> buy that shit. Like you don't like it's a need. You don't gotta market it really. Um, especially when you're established, like Tampax. I mean, totally. So I think people are going to absolutely lose their shit because Dylan hasn't even been sponsored to do, you know, tampons. So I can't I'm wait to see it. Nervous. I but, can't you know, wait. Me and the brand have aligned, and it's not me going and getting tampons or whatever it may be and putting in my closet it's you know it's going to be different and it's really going to be giving back and I'm excited um and the whole meaning behind it because I think through the TikTok social media you know opinions that you know anyone can have a platform and say really anything um that it can kind of get misconstrued yeah your real intentions by one video one person making a video being like this is why Grant did this and millions of views and now people think that you did this to get back at women because you weren't born a woman and I'm like oh my god that's I just went to fucking buy tampons for my friend so that deep a hundred percent so where do you see yourself moving forward into the future you know we we you know where I know you said you mentioned like going to law school being a lawyer so what do you want to do in your future So I have always struggled with really finding what I want to do with my life, whether I, I go through this podcast. (laughs) I I don't know if it's just me, but I go through these phases where it's either I'm really, really fucking broke that week. And I'm like, girl, I got to get my shit together. And I got to hustle, baby. I got to pull the tussle, hustle and make bank. Yes. You know, whatever it may be. And so I went through these phases of being like, I'm going to be a dermatologist and like, that's how I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Or I even graduated real estate school. I graduated it. I, you know, just, I was a couple points away from passing my state bar exam, girl, whatever. And so (laughs) I, and that now it's like, I don't want to do that. And so I'm not going to do that right at this moment, but yeah. I have always struggled with finding what Grant wants to do with their life, whether, you know, whatever it may be. So with that being said, I 
have learned through being on the internet now and having so many different viewpoints that I really want to help reform, whether it's prison reform um, or talking about topics like abortion or execution or, I mean, you know, trans rights, because while that that it is a saturated, you know, there are established people that do that for a whole, that's what they do for a living. They are like an advocacy or whatever. I really want to go to law school to not only talk about it, but get shit fucking done. Like, I think a lot of people are talk in this industry, whether it's, oh my God, we need to reform the prison for marijuana. Like people should not go to prison for this. And at the same time, they're making money off people in the in the in the system and it's like girl let's be for real right now what are you actually doing or are you just saying these things and so I think Grant in the future you know the future the only thing known is the unknown and I would like to see Grant um, I really want to open up my own law firm in Alabama period I think that for me I think my niche is artificial and incorporating artificial intelligence and AI into the legality system and really opening it up to, you know, doing away with a lot of implicit biases that, you know, a judge has the discretion to do, you know, if they see an African-American man, marijuana charge, Caucasian man, there's a lot of discretion there. They can pull and tug whether they want to do whatever it may be. So I think integrating a flat system that really doesn't have to do with a lot of those things that leave it open to is what the future really looks like. And that's, you know, just helping people no matter what, no matter what it is, I think people in times of crises or, you know, when they're struggling, look up to people and they need help. And I just want to be an entity for people to have in their corner like I said going back to high school I had friends and you know that didn't their family wasn't you know on the front lines going to war for them against the administration and they were really left behind and so I think every you know I I, I, that's where I see myself you know I love that I love that all right last question for you we ask all of our guests this can you tell us a recent moment where you felt clueless? It can be like big, like we a lot of life shit or mine one time was just, I didn't know how often you're supposed to empty your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Wait, you do that? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so um, I recently got signed to model. And yes, it's very crazy. This is my last semester at Bama in person. I know oh, we haven't okay. talked about that. Ever. Um, so I'm going to online uh, because I'm able to with my degree and specifically, specifically mine's easier to do online because you go to in person. And it's like lecture. They're like, make sure you do your homework. Love you guys. I'm like, what the hell did I come to class for? Yeah. Oh, so my completely clueless moment is when that happened and now I'm going to be traveling a lot this next year and things are getting serious and I just like think back and I'm like I never could have imagined 
rushing and, you know, all of this happening and it opening up so many doors, but closing, I think for things to change in your life, doors have to close, right? You can't go through both of them. You got to go through one and another one and another one. So I like that. And I am just like freaking out internally. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Like like New York, I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to New York. Oh my God. Hit us up. (laughs) I might be moving soon. Um, uh, You know, I got to get an international passport and I really want to do like runway. And it's just crazy because like I have always dreamed about being able to do these things, but being from the South, like, no, that's like for people that are in New York, LA, like that's not an option for people here. And it's just, I, I'm, I'm clueless basically on how this has happened. And I'm just so grateful to like, it's just insane. And I can't wait to just be myself and say, fuck it. Like here we are completely fucking clueless and we're 20 years old, baby. Period. Period. It has been so amazing to get to talk to you and get to hear about your journey. You are so inspiring and I just love your positivity. Seriously. I'm like feeling so upbeat right now and just ready to conquer the world. (laughs) As we should. As As we should. We should. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Grant. We love you. We love your story and we can't wait to see you in New York. I want to say thank you for having me on. I have the best time ever. Amazing. I, you know, love you and I cannot wait to see you in New York because I'm going to be swinging by. Yes. Period. 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 (laughs) Have an amazing night and we'll chat soon. Perfect. Well, thank you. (laughs) Bye, Grant. Bye, Grant. Bye. Mm-hmm.